The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? 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 You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Good morning, everyone. I'm Steve Cashel, radio host of the Chicago Bulls. Welcome to Sports Medicine Weekly here on ESPN 1000. Sports Medicine Weekly being presented in part by AlignMed, by Source, by Athletico, by ATI Physical Therapy, by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, by Don Joy Orthopedics, by Karen Mulkin Health Consulting, by Integrated Orthopedics, and by MedWest. I'll soon be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, co-head team physician of the Chicago White Sox, and sports medicine specialist from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Back to get it going right after this on ESPN Radio. What comes to mind when you hear the words physical therapy? Maybe you think you don't need it, but what about those aches and pains in your knee, your ankle, your shoulder, or your back? When you decide that you've had enough, stop by ATI Physical Therapy. ATI offers complimentary screenings by a licensed provider at no cost. Don't waste any more time dealing with pain. Get the ATI Physical Therapy today and start feeling better fast. Visit ATIPT.com to schedule an appointment or find a location near you. When it comes to your health and wellness, you have a choice. Choose ATI Physical Therapy. The Chicago Bulls, White Sox, and DePaul Blue Demons rely on Midwest Orthopedics at Rush for advanced orthopedic treatment. So can you. We are the team physicians for these Chicago teams, and we're ready to be on your health care team, too. Get expert care from these regional leaders at four Chicagoland locations. Learn more at RushOrtho.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, your world-class team physicians. Leading the way in cellular and tissue therapies, Ellosource helps surgeons get their patients back in the game of life. Life-saving and life-enhancing allografts play a critical role in bone and soft tissue repair, helping to restore function and movement. To learn more about Ellosource or allografts, please visit ellosource.org. The best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting Donjoy products for over 30 years. With a goal to protect and return confidence in sport post-injury, Donjoy is the trusted leader to get and keep athletes in action. Whether it's football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, or even the official medical supplier to the U.S. ski team, always trust the global leader in sports medicine. Trust Donjoy, a product of DJOglobal.com. Correct alignment and good posture are keys to health and performance. Alignment, a science and clinical test-based company addresses this fundamental wellness need through its revolutionary line of products. Wearing AlignMed will dynamically train muscles and joints, strengthen and improve posture performance and prevent injury. Elite professional athletes, leading doctors, physical therapists, active adults and everyday workers already enjoy the benefits. And all you have to do to feel and look better is wear AlignMed. That's why we say AlignMed. Get into it. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. And we're back on Sports Medicine Weekly, Chicago's premier sports medicine program. To access prior shows, interviews, and valuable resources on sports injury and fitness, please visit our new blog at smwhome.net or sportsmedicineweekly.com. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. And Dr. Cole, we're getting to this uh, time now, late in July, where um, already kids are uh, finishing up baseball and uh, getting ready for football. When I think of football, I think of uh Unfortunately, concussion still an epidemic, and uh, but we're doing some good things, some newer technology out, and uh, 
testing uh, has become uh, more prevalent and uh, able to maybe um, gain a little, uh, uh, what am I looking for? Headway here. Yeah, because it's it's important. And the return to play issue is what the kids and the parents are, you know, wanting to do um and uh yeah it's, it's been, still it's tough a, it's a very it's been historically a very confusing area and the good news of um uh sort of the, the silver lining of all the problems we had in the nfl and the longitudinal data showing you know the the repercussions downstream of undiagnosed and returning to play and especially for really young kids when they have concussions the consequences are far greater you know should they get a second concussion so really a lot of the focus has been on you know making the diagnosis recognizing it at the time it happens, removing these kids from play, and then making some determination when they can get back to play. So along those lines, we, there's a number of you know sort of preseason testing programs that can be done, and I know we're going to hear a little bit about that in a moment. And then there's if you know the good news about concussions is that most of them are low enough grades that once they're pulled out of sport and we understand how to return them back, it's generally not they don't lose more than a week or so. And and that would be a very common timeline for you know more than two thirds of these young people. But there's still some that could get concussed again. They have to be tested for, uh, frequently to make sure they're safe to return back. And um, we still have more chronic or longstanding, very high impact issues that remain in concussions that are you know in, in some ways unsolved. Well, our in studio guest uh, with us uh, this morning is Mike Palm from Athletico, the manager of concussion services. So right to the uh, right to the point here with Athletico, and they do a great job. And let's. Uh, Mike, thanks for joining us. Let's start with this. How does the misreporting and non-reporting of concussion symptoms cause a risk for athletes who have sustained a concussion? Sure. Great question. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me this morning. Uh, as far as the risk of athletes not reporting, it's probably one of the bigger problems we're dealing with, um, and it, it's what's le- leading to all these other problems. What happens with a concussion is essentially there's a gap of, of energy going to the brain from supply and demand. And when we actually have that second hit to the head before that athlete is fully healed, that gap increases exponentially or quite a bit, increasing the amount of time for healing, increasing the you know all these the, these other various chemical reactions going on in the brain, and that's where we're seeing a lot of these you know long these issues that are more uh, elongated as opposed to these concussions that are removed right away. They're noticed right away, reported, and we're able to manage them appropriately to get them back to play. So it's um, a second hit. That's really really the, uh, yeah, the culprit, right? Right. That's it's it, when the brain has not fully recovered, and if it gets what we say reconcussed. The consequences of that are significant. Some of these kids end up with chronic headaches, inability to concentrate, uh, uh, balance issues, and so forth. So it can be a, a really big deal if they're not fully recovered. So let me ask you a question. There are a number of uh, tools that are out there. We seem to hear a new one every couple, given the business of Steve and I are in, everyone wants to sort of promote their tool. Sure. And, you know, the real issue is one that's validated, that has normative data, right? In Mm -hmm. other words, we know what the average individual who is healthy should score and then how reproducible it is. And, and, and there's, you know, testing is a very, very tricky area. So just in brief, tell us what the test that Athletico is uh, currently uh, utilizes 
uh, how evidence-based is it mm-hmm. and uh, how is it done? Yeah, so the test itself, um, it, I'll start with how it's done. It's a, it basically put a 64-lead uh, net on someone's head, and we have them do a very simple auditory task. And when they hear a very specific tone, they just press a button. It takes about 15, 16 minutes uh, from start to finish uh, from the actual test itself. As far as normative data, you know, we have over 9,000 uh, normative uh base uh data points in there uh, and that's growing uh every every day uh so we're you know dr- uh, gradually building that up um from a validation we've just had one study specifically released results to uh concussions showing a, a direct correlation between post traumatic migraine which is you know correlated with just a headache after a concussion which is present in about 85% of concussions and uh, a decreased BNA, and, and the ones I've seen from anecdotally, we're seeing a dramatic decrease. You know, if we're talking scores from you know, zero to 100, a, a typical baseline range is around 80 to 90, and a concussion is, is about a, a three or a four. Uh, so we see some pretty dramatic differences in scores uh, with the test with an acute concussion. You brought up BNA. What does that stand yes. for, Mike? Yes, BNA stands for Brain Network Activation. So is this something you develop? You guys license it? Where does it come from? Uh, it's developed by a company called Elminda, based out of Israel. Uh, they've been around since about 1996 and been uh, upgrading their technology and getting it better and really fine-tuning it. We just just was FDA we received FDA clearance uh, last July, and uh, that's last September is when we went commercial with the product, uh, and we've seen some very uh, exciting results with it. So the challenge that I always have is, so we've got, I mean, there's all these acronyms for concussion tests. Yes. Impact. Yeah. SCAT, is that one? SCAT's one. SCAT. Those are the ones that come to mind. Yeah. Um, how, so has, have these tests, has this test, which I imagine is very sensitive because you're looking at electrical activity in the brain, right? Mm-hmm. Have they been correlated with r- return of normalcy on a SCAT or yeah. an impact test, which is also heavily utilized in the athletic we, population? We have correlated. And what we're finding is, so with the BNA, what we're actually measuring is brain function as opposed to human function. When we talk about impact tests, SCAT tests, we're measuring our human function. With that. And what I mean by that is like response time, memory, uh, things that we that affects you in your everyday life. With this, we're measuring the brain function. And what we found is that the impact scores and the, we'll call it the symptom scores, which is, which is heavily weighted into, the, into our SCAT test, they actually return to normal before the BNA test. Well, that's, what returned, I would, that's what I would anticipate because you have a very sensitive test. So mm-hmm. it begs the question, I, I just have to challenge it because this is yeah. what I do and I want to hear your response. Is it too sensitive? In other words, are we measuring something that's, uh, important and how do we know it's important? Sure. Because we tr- traditionally will return people back when they go back to some baseline on taking this cognitive test, right, which is mm-hmm. a SCAD or an impact. So now how do I know I'm making the right decision when there may be some residual electrical activity that's not normal that you're able to measure? How do I know that's a problem? Um, you know what? That's, we're still learning. Okay. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. It's, it's, a, it's a very young technology and we're still learning that. Um, and um, you know, what, what the way what I would counter with that is is that because the brain's so uh, unique, ex, you know, very extravagant, very complex, it's able to compensate very quickly. And you know, so say um, if I want to go to point, if I want to go to point A to B, you know, and A to B isn't working, I can go A C to B 
that route. And because the brain is so complex and so quick, we're able to do that without really noticing it within our functional selves. I mean, I guess I would say that if I knew that my kid's electrical brain activity normalized, even though we scored okay on these tests, I get, intuitively I'd say I'd feel better knowing that that's happened. Mm-hmm. Is, is a concussion the only way to get these things to be off base? No, like actually there's there's uh, plenty of other applications that they're work, currently studying and seeing some interesting results as well, including ADD, ADHD, mm-hmm. um, including Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. Uh, they're having starting a study with pain markers. Um, so there's a lot of different things, different applications they can use this technology for. Interesting stuff. Appreciate it, Mike. Uh, you guys do a great job uh, at Athletico. Athletico.com is the uh, is the website. And um, as we said, uh, Dr. Cole, an, ep- an epidemic. And it just, uh, you know, I feel sorry for some of these families uh, of these reoccurring concussions and everything. But you, you got to take care of it. And uh, obviously you're trying to return to play. But, um, you know, the head... Uh, you gotta gotta take care of what's what's the, what the issue is at hand and right. uh, sitting out and then making sure that uh, it's treated properly. Right is is the whole key. Yeah, I mean this is one of those that has you know you tear your ACL, you can fix it and they go back and hopefully can have a normal career. Uh, this is different if you have permanent brain damage. It's there's there's no surgery for that. So the best thing is prevention and diagnosing it and you know and I'm all for tests with increasing sensitivity and I. You know, I commend Athletico and this company for continuing to do the science because, it, you know, we just have to do a better job at honing in on, you know, evidence-based techniques. So there, it sounds like they're handling it the right way. It's great to hear. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mike Palm from Athletico. Back with more of Sports Medicine Weekly after this on ESPN Radio. Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean Vegan Protein Blend, fat-burning MCT Lean MCT Oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com. Integrated Orthopedics is Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana's premier provider of thermal and compression therapy devices for people recovering from sports-related injuries or orthopedic surgical procedures. To learn more about the benefits of thermal and compression therapy and to determine if it's right for you, please contact your healthcare professional. For further information about Integrated Orthopedics products and services, please contact us at 773-248-6400. That's 773-248-6400. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. And welcome back to Sports Medicine Weekly, everybody, on this Saturday morning. Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole. Now, Dr. Cole is experts uh, in orthopedics. I know you and your partners at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush uh, often seminar, offer seminars every now and then to the public. And we've got one coming up on Friday, August 7th. And uh, you got a lot of people coming, don't you? This is Yeah, this is our third year we've done it. And um this is really consider this an invitation for coaches or parents, anyone involved with sports, uh, especially at the youth level. This is our third annual sports medicine summit. It's going to focus on youth injury prevention and treatment. And uh, the speakers, uh, I'll have the privilege of speaking there. Will also be uh, Tony Romeo, 
uh, my shoulder and elbow uh, uh, partner and one of our uh, uh, lead specialists at Midwest Orthopedics, Jeff Mianis, who has uh, really uh, become renowned for concussion management, and one of our new partners, Adam Yankee, uh, who is specializing also in sports medicine and cartilage work and is helping with our cartilage initiative, and uh, Chuck Bush-Joseph, who we've had on the show a number of times, uh, who is the, uh, the head team physician for the White Sox. So it, it will prove to be uh, a really, really good source of information for our youth and for those who are always around youth in terms of um, common problems. We'll be dealing with the ACL. We'll be dealing with throwing athletes, uh, injury prevention, and it's at the cell on August 7th. U.S. Cellular Field, Yep, home of the White Sox. That's right. Friday, August 7th. Starts early, right? Yeah, it starts at 7.30. We'll go to 1 p.m. And um, the best way to register uh, would be go to go to our rushortho.com website rushortho.com and uh, look for the registration there and you kind of people want to sign up soon because it does fill up and we usually have a a very large crowd and this is for athletic directors parents trainers coaches right i mean everyone can uh, can benefit from uh, your expertise yeah you know it's all about education i mean that's frankly that's you know i remember the first day we talked about doing this show i was i sort of felt like you know i can i can make an impact you know, on a one-off basis for every patient I see. But if you and I could do something together that would have a big outreach that could affect, you know, much larger numbers of people and that could be more memorialized on on the web and through our MP3 files and so forth, that would really make a difference. And this is just an extension of that, and this will hopefully be recorded as well. And you guys, uh, I know, are affiliated with a lot of teams. Obviously, you're the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls. you got Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph, as you mentioned, with the Chicago White Sox. You guys do DePaul Blue Demons. I know you do soccer teams, yeah, rugby. Yeah, no, now we have the uh, Chicago Fire Okay. and uh, DePaul. We do uh, hockey, uh, junior hockey, uh, and then a number of high schools uh, in the area. So just, you know, and look, that's not only patients. I mean, my average patient is not that. My average patient is is going to be someone like you who's, active something happens they get back pain during uh during golf so you know people at every every level want to stay active so wonderful again that's uh, friday august 7th at u.s cellular field and uh, doc one more time give us the website rushortho.com for yeah, more information than sign up and we get several hundred people and uh, better sign up soon yep the third annual sports medicine summit All right, fantastic. More of our show after this on on ESPN Radio. Correct alignment and good posture are keys to health and performance. AlignMed, a science and clinical test-based company, addresses this fundamental wellness need through its revolutionary line of products. Wearing AlignMed will dynamically train muscles and joints, strengthen and improve posture performance, and prevent injury. Elite professional athletes, leading doctors, physical therapists, active adults, and everyday workers already enjoy the benefits. And all you have to do to feel and look better is where AlignMed. That's why we say AlignMed. Get into it. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Net proceeds from the show, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole at Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. And I heard you played a little golf uh, recently, Dr. Cole, and that's uh, yeah. unusual for you. It's good to hear, though. Well, yeah, I knew you would appreciate it. Um, it was I, I probably play a total of 18 holes a year. So where we play in uh, near our... We have in, All in one Indiana. day, too, right? Well, I know it won't be 18 <laughs> in one day. It'll be like you know four here, oh, okay. six there. So I, I have enough ADD that I have tr- trouble getting to nine. And uh, I was recently at a board meeting, and virtually everyone in this on this board plays golf. In fact, these meetings are always chosen. So this is in Princeton, New Jersey. They're always chosen 
to uh, at, just because they play golf. So they played three days. I played one, and I got through 18 holes in five hours. And so I, I didn't have a handicap. So what are you, 36 if you don't? Is That's that right? a lot. So you want me on your team, though? Yes, like, absolutely. You How, did you hit yeah. it? Was it all right? Well, did you, I, I, I mean, I didn't. I hit the ball, never missed, and I shot a. <laughs> That's I, a good I, thing. Yeah, and I lost three, which was a miracle. I bought three, four sleeves, no, thinking I'd lose probably all of them. I only lost three balls. I'll tell you what I shot because I don't play. It was a sixty-five in the front nine. How's that? Oh, you so you played your own ball? I, I thought you no, would have no, played no. the scramble. No, no, we played. We didn't just. You played I, your own ball. Six, yeah, but we combined our scores at the okay. end. Okay. So in our group one, probably because of me. So sixty-five in the first round, and then sixty-eight. Our first nine, the sixty-eight in the second nine. In the second. You got to play more often. That's a I, high was, score. You probably are a thirty-six handicap. Yeah, right. Exactly. But I. But I will say this. I would. Truth be told, I would. I was unprepared to say that golf is a sport, but I. But it is. I mean, I. I was extremely sore the next day. My back was so tight. And, you know, because it's just rotation stuff, probably because I play like a, you know, like Tin Man, you know. So <laughs> No, I always say you was... have to be in, people laugh, but I'll say you have to be in golf shape. When I start the season, I get sore. Those first 18 holes, I go to home at night, I'm stiff as a board, and, you know, you need some leave or Advil or right. something to uh, to relax the body a little bit and take away the pain. Recently I played at the Conway Farms um, in a BMW Championship Media Day, and uh, we walked uh, eight miles. It's an eight-mile walk around to, that golf course. You have to carry a, no carts? Uh, no carts allowed. We did have caddies, yeah. so I didn't carry my own bag, but um, I think I shot 82 or something, and uh, and plus we practiced for a half hour. So we were out there for almost six hours, and uh, I was very stiff, very tired afterwards, and an eight-mile walk. But that's right. that's that's good exercise. I was yeah. happy to hear that. I'd rather walk when I play golf. Yeah, I would agree. But, um, you know, and I've played not as many rounds as usual this summer, but, uh, boy, I'm not used to walking like that, and sure enough, you're stiff. So that's a couple of uh, examples, indications there of uh, how the back uh, takes a beating, right? Yeah, absolutely. Let's bring our next guest. You work with this gentleman, Dr. Frank Phillips from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, a spine back and neck orthopedic surgeon, and uh, recently did a study, from what we understand, uh, Dr. Phillips, uh, regarding uh, return to golf after lumbar fusion surgery. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, I'd be glad to. So, uh, you know, as a spine surgeon, uh, frequently operating on patients, whose number one question to me is, when will I be able to play golf? Will I be able to get back to golf? Will I play at the same level as I did before the fusion surgery? And when we look to the spine literature, there's really no studies, nothing to guide us and to answer that question. So what we decided to do is I followed patients of mine, golfers, over a four-year period that had had spinal fusions performed by myself, and we tracked them and throughout their course after surgery, followed, asked them questions, and decided and watched when they could get back to playing golf. And essentially what we found, which I think was a pleasant surprise, the majority of the uh, golfers were able to play the same amount of golf or more following surgery. Interestingly, we also found that one of the uh, determining factors in people deciding to have surgery was actually difficulty playing golf. They couldn't uh, complete a round or they were really sore and miserable after a round, which was one of the factors that pushed them towards surgery. And also, most of the patients within a year of the uh, spinal fusion surgery, their handicaps were similar or better to those that to the handicaps they'd had before. So, all in all, a pretty good pictures picture for golfers that have to go fu- undergo fusion surgery and getting back to golf. It's interesting, you know, w- what happens in most sports that have long-standing problems is they deteriorate 
a lot before they decide to do something. We actually showed something similar in our in our baseball players who had long-standing uh, elbow issues, you know, and their performance would just be awful in the year preceding surgery. And then you do a Tommy John or something in the elbow, and then they, after about a year, they're way better than they were performance-wise compared to the year before they went out. Is that that's similar to what you guys are finding? Yeah, so that's uh, exactly uh, what we did find. I mean, there were a percentage of patients that sort of struggled and never got back to playing golf to the level they had. Understanding that often in the golf age group and spinal fusion surgery, these are older patients, obviously, than the patients you're talking about, Brian, and sure. the uh, patients you treat. But three-quarters of the patients uh, had... Uh, got worse over time and were afraid of surgery and really put it off for a long time. And then surprisingly, as you said, and as the study showed, after surgery pretty quickly got back to performing at a high level for them. What Can you tell us, the listeners, what leads to a fusion? I mean, just explain to them what it is. Like, how would you even know, you know, what is the problem that you're treating? Yeah, so when we're talking about the low back, I mean, the most common reason we end up doing fusion is for people that have wear and tear of the spine and particularly of the disc. So as I'm sure everyone's aware, the disc is sort of the cushioning between the bones. And generally, either through a repetitive injury, wear and tear, perhaps some genetics, the disc wears out over time. And that leads to a loss of cushioning between the bones. So you sort of get bones rubbing on bones in the low back, much like you would with knee arthritis where you lose the cartilage. Mm -hmm. And also at times that leads to instability where you lose the... uh, ability of the uh, vertebrae to line up correctly. So without the disc, they can slide abnormally, which obviously leads to back pain. So these patients present with a lot of back pain. Most times they can be treated conservatively and do pretty well, but a percentage of patients just develop back pain that is incapacitating, they're unable to function, do their usual activities, fail all forms of conservative treatment, and those would be the patients you might think about doing a lumbar fusion on. You know, I, I just uh, there's there's all these um, there's there's sort of algorithms or decision making issues that seem to come up in the media about um, you know when a fusion is properly indicated and so forth. I mean, do you in your field is it do you feel like you have your arms around and there's a general agreement in terms of when the the timing is right to actually use instrumentation and fuse someone i mean is that has that been an area of sort of controversy and do you feel like you guys are in a good place in terms of uh, more common thinking as to say th- these are the appropriate indications this is the right timing and this is and thus uh, there's a very high likelihood of success like you showed in your golfers yeah so that's really a great question and the answer is we're not quite there yet i think we're getting there in terms of having more clear cut indications One of the problems and where lumbar fusions got a bad rap is over the years, a lot of patients have got fusions they probably didn't really need and have questionable results. So as a result, there's been a lot of pushback against fusions and everybody uh, knows somebody had a fusion who had a horrible result and it sort of uh, put the brakes on fusion. The the, uh, truth of it is in the right patient, uh, fusion does very well. The... uh, you know, the, clearly for me, any patient who's having a fusion for back pain has to, have, has to have failed a pretty exhaustive conservative treatment program. Fusion's clearly a last resort, and that has to be a well-designed program. Often patients go for physical therapy and they walk on the treadmill for 20 minutes. That's not really back physical therapy. 
So they really need a well-designed therapy program. At times, we'll try injections. And only those patients who fail that treatment and have clear-cut pathology on MRI or other studies would then be candidates for fusion. So I think those are patients most spine surgeons would agree on are good candidates for fusion with the expectation of a good outcome. Wonderful stuff, Dr. Frank Phillips from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. And uh, I hope I never need it, but um, I had a bad uh, disc problem many, many years ago. And, uh, Doc, it went away. But um, interesting how uh, technology has advanced and uh, science and uh, what you're doing with the uh, minimally invasive spine surgery and spinal fusion. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, good to talk to you guys. Appreciate it. Dr. Frank Phillips, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Back with more of our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, continues after these messages. On ESPN Radio. At Athletico Physical Therapy, we know there is freedom from pain and you can get back to doing the things you love. Whether it's running an 8K, playing a game of tag in the yard, or walking safely to your car, pain should not slow you down. With locations throughout eight states that offer complimentary injury screens, your choice to go with our team is the smart choice. Visit Athletico.com to request your complimentary injury screening and start feeling better with us today. Athletico, better for everybody. Correct alignment and good posture are keys to health and performance. AlignMed, a science and clinical test-based company, addresses this fundamental wellness need through its revolutionary line of products. Wearing AlignMed will dynamically train muscles and joints, strengthen and improve posture, performance, and prevent injury. Elite professional athletes athletes, leading doctors, physical therapists, active adults, and everyday workers already enjoy the benefits. And all you have to do to feel and look better is wear AlignMed. That's why we say AlignMed. Get into it. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Well, that will do it for another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Many thanks to our producer and board operator, George Katsarillos. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. We also want to thank David Cole for managing the website and our business operations as well as Samantha Smith. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. Thanks for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on ESPN 1000. Back to do it again next week. We'll see you then. The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. The Washington Nationals are sitting high atop the NLE standings, but the Mets are lurking right behind them. They go head-to-head this weekend. The pregame Saturday is at 6 Eastern and Sunday at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio.